Welcome, everybody, to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics, each over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Wigel, and I'm here joined by Vinny Monea for the third time, I believe, on the podcast. Yes, I do believe it is the third time. Well, hey. I know. Made it to three. How's so it, cool. How does it feel? <laughs> How are you, Vince? Uh, You're only uh, an hour and a half late for the podcast. Yeah, no. So uh, let's get things started with uh, an explanation of that. So I was uh, <laughs> not that any of the listeners know, but still, yeah. yeah. So uh, I was uh, working uh, earlier today, and uh, so you know I was like really, really hyped. You know, telling some of my coworkers like, "Oh my gosh, can't wait to be on this thing with my friend." And so, uh, um, yeah, I get out get to my car text uh, text nick hey on my way and i get onto plymouth road and just like completely forgot about <laughs> like uh spending time with nick at all tonight and so i was just at home and um i was just at home and then i get a call from nick and i'm like oh my gosh i was supposed to do that thing with nick and so... <laughs> what a severe case of amnesia <laughs> Especially because you just texted me. That was so bizarre to me. <laughs> well, it's like, I don't, I don't know why. It's like, maybe, so I have been doing a ton of, like, uh, homework <clears throat> for my uh, heating and cooling technician training course, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, which I am just so loving. It is so cool. I love all the people there, and my teacher is awesome. And, like, uh, I, I, my my brain is very tired and so that's the excuse <laughs> I'm going to use for why I forgot about that because I really do feel like uh, um, like I've been doing nothing but doing homework for the last like seven days. The homework and work and sleep. Now I want to so know. Your... I apologize <laughs> that I am mentally tired, and uh, I, I ex- thank you for being so patient. I want to know your excuse for not answering my phone calls. When did you send me a phone call? Let me look at my phone. That's that's when you realize that you had to come over here. You just oh said. yeah. You just Let's did see. you just immediately ignore it and just start driving over here? Yes. <laughs> you could have told me instead of making me worried about like oh did he get into a car accident? <laughs> I mean he's forty seven minutes late when I called him. <laughs> but, but yes, that is actually what happened. I saw the call and I was like oh my gosh I have to be at Nick's house and then I got in the car and drove away and didn't answer well regardless we're <laughs> glad to have you here vince i picked out a beer especially for you because every time you're on the pod i like to pick out a goofy looking beer because you're a goofy motherfucker i that i am <laughs> i don't deny that so why don't you tell the listeners what we're drinking today <laughs> uh so we got uh dragons and yum yums uh it is a let's see is there a description on here uh now there was on the the bottle. It's it's like uh, a bun- It's a fruity beer brewed in like. Oh, here it is. A pale ale brewed with dragon fruit and yum berry, quote unquote, passion fruit, pear, and black carrot juices. Um, Reminded me of you. <clears throat> Does yeah. that sound like you? And it's also made with uh, in collaboration with the Flaming Lips, which is a band. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Like uh, um, and then the uh, um. The, the bottle art 
Um, it it makes me think of uh, My Little Pony and Adventure Time <laughs> at the same time, and that also makes me happy. Yep, it's pink. It's got a dragon. It's got a a hop unicorn. Uh, riding over a rainbow and some other things that I can't quite describe. Look, they're like meatball cyclopses. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and there's a pair there too with a sign, a picket sign with an eyeball on it. Those must be the yum berries. I, I Not think, the pair, but the yeah. meatball looking things. Uh, the, I, I'm gonna have to guess that's that's what that is because I don't see what else on here could be a yum berry. You notice that one of the yum berries has two eyes and is blowing a like a. Party. A party, party, yeah, party favor, whatever that's called. Yeah, and the other ones have just one eye. That's weird. That is really weird. Well, six point five percent. I've so. I've never seen a yumberry before, so maybe that is what they look like. We're gonna maybe some up. have one eye and some have two eyes. I don't know. I would bet that neither of them have any eyes. Beer number one. Sport. Interesting. Very tart. Tart for a pale ale. Mm, that's that is that's tart a uh, sweet that's good i like that a lot actually your taste buds are probably better because you don't smoke cigarettes at the rate that i do. Yeah, so what do you what do you think? Good, bad? Uh, no, I like that a lot actually. Uh, I mean, we'll see. Uh, maybe by the time I get to the third beer, I'll be like, uh, this this doesn't make me think of cartoons I like anymore. It makes me <laughs> sad. I just I'm looking at this now and I'm just thinking of Donald Trump and swastikas and I'm unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the third beer is when we'll be talking about Donald Trump and swastikas. So. Um, uh, uh, but we, but we do start off on this podcast with the category of sports, if you didn't hear the Mel drop. Um, Vince, you had come prepared like uh, none of my guests ever do, and you have some sports topics you wanted to t- uh, speak on. Well, so, and that that's to say, also, this ties into our intro nicely, because I managed to be prepared enough to uh, write down some conversation topics for conversation for all three subjects but not prepared enough to actually remember that i had plans this evening to not remember to have plans like 30 seconds after you texted me on the way (laughs) uh listen here folks this will go down in the history books as one of the (laughs) the most aloof moments of vince's life yes of vinnie monet's life well well so i found out recently <clears throat> this has nothing to do with sports. I don't want to say it anyway. So I found out recently <laughs> through Nick that my like uh, astrological zodiac, si- sign. zodiac sign is a Pisces, and apparently one of the traits of a Pisces is being aloof. Yep. Um, so. I mean, I mean, this is based on the vines we were watching. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, uh, well, as we all know. Uh, vines are gospel, it, as it clearly <laughs> states in both the Constitution of the United States and the Eleventh Commandment in the Acts of the Apostles. And I think the second act of the Quran is mostly about that. Yeah, yes, it is. The um, many imams spend their entire careers uh, just uh, studying the the vines of zodiac signs. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> 
enough uh, horse or, horsing around. Yeah. So what did you have write, written down for sports? I'm insanely curious. Well, so the the first one is uh one I you know I think we we kind of shared this together a little bit. So uh, as you know, this last Monday uh, we were watching the Pistons game. Yes, we <laughs> and were. So <laughs> we both now know that the Pistons will not be making any headway in the playoffs. That they're out. Nope. The Pistons got swept on Monday. By by the Milwaukee Bucks, I was, I mean, I had a great time, but unfortunate enough to watch the product they put onto the court on Saturday live at the first ever playoff game with the Little Caesars Arena, which was really fun to be to be at and fun to experience. But, you know, the Pistons, we all knew this wasn't going to happen. Most people projected it to be a, sweat, a, a sweep, meaning they lost all four games. Mm-hmm. But, you know... I just wish they could have won one game if they're going to make the playoffs, but now they're stuck in this playoff purgatory where they're the worst team going into the playoffs. They didn't win a game. Now they don't get to be in the lottery, meaning they don't get a chance at getting the best player overall. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really, really sucky because like you feel like you, you want – to like root for them you want to be like hey you know that's good on you guys for fighting to the bitter end and doing the best you thought you could here and uh and then it's like no actually uh because you tried harder you actually did worse yeah if you'd put in less effort you would have done better yeah i mean it's not obviously being at where they would have been the lottery is not a guarantee but it's still a possibility to get Mm -hmm. a top three pick and yeah any of that would have helped the franchise more than losing to Giannis Antetokounmpo in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then also, let's not forget, Nick, that uh, because of that loss, you're down sixty dollars. <laughs> yeah, actually, so here, 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 here's the thing. I, when I went to the Pistons playoff game this weekend, I bought tickets to actually Game Six, the potential game, and I thought that I had clicked through. And didn't and click something where they're not refundable. Um, but then I was like, "Fuck it, you know, I have to go to this game. It's the first game, so I bought uh, mm-hmm. two hundred and fifty dollars playoff <laughs> tickets to go to the game. Actually, because it was too good to be true for twenty seven dollars playoff tickets. But uh, I found out today that they did refund me, and uh, I don't know what I clicked through for the five dollar charge. Uh, maybe it was mm-hmm. something like if I just weren't wasn't going to go to the game. Mm-hmm. But so I am not as dumb as we all once thought. Oh no! I never thought you were dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the Bucks move on. They will face the winner of uh, I think I think the Raptors won. I think they're going to face the Raptors in the second round, or no, no, they're going to face the Boston Celtics in the second round. Um, Boston swept their series. Boston's who I want to come out of the East and who I think will come out of the East. Though they are a five seed, they have Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward and uh, Jason Tatum. Vince, I know you're very familiar with all these players, but I just mm-hmm. got to say that... Mm-hmm. Uh, Completely yeah. familiar with all of them. Giannis might be the best player on the planet right now, but uh, maybe not right now, but in like two years, he definitely will be. So well, basically what you're saying is that Giannis, this, yeah. this Giannis... They call him the Greek freak. So is his last name? So if his first name is Giannis, is his last name Bloganis? No, it is not Giannis Bloganis. It is Giannis Anatokimbo. Uh, Can you say that? Giannis Anatokimbo. Yeah, you got it right. I think, <laughs> okay, I, I cool. Think that, I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't know. <laughs> Good. I can't speak. Uh, well, so for one, I can't speak Greek. 
to an Italian, some kind of obligated to talk down to Greek. So, you know, it's, it works out if I mispronounce his name. Racism is okay if you're white. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, uh. <laughs> um, and uh, so basically you're just telling me, though, Nick, is that this Giannis fellow, he's like the Michael Jordan of basketball. <laughs> I mean, I would say that's probably LeBron James, so LeBron James did not make the playoffs this year, uh-huh. but Giannis is the future of basketball. Okay, so and he, which team is he on again? He's on the Milwaukee Bucks. So you think the the, the Bucks are they're look they're they're a rising star? Oh yeah, they're they're gonna have this guy, and he seems like he likes being there, so I don't think he'll leave. The Bucks will be good for as long as they have this player under control, because uh, I mean he's a freak in. He makes amazing shots. He can dunk. He can play defense. He's all around. Uh, he's the MVP of the league this year, I believe, probably. I don't know if it's been awarded yet, but he probably will be. Mm-hmm. Um, but they go up against the Boston Celtics, who are the best coach team in the NBA, and they have Kyrie Irving, who is a super superstar. Gordon Hayward, who was a superstar, then dirtily broke his leg like uh, <laughs> two years ago. Um, <laughs> yes, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's funny to me. You, the way you say that, he dirtily broke like, his leg. It was leg. one of those gruesome injuries where mm. like, you would cringe watching. Like, it just likes going, or his foot's going the wrong way. Oh, see, when you said that, I thought you meant like it was like sort of like it was like a, a fake kind of thing or like dirty meaning like it was like a foul play or like you know he was trying to fake an injury or something mm-hmm. and my head like i just imagined like he had some <laughs> friends there were like shoveling dirt onto his leg because <laughs> he like dirtily broke his leg and, yes, his and now buried his leg and he's been playing he's been playing uh, on a on a mono level ever since <laughs> so now great nick now i feel really bad about him <laughs> making fun of the guy for having a terrible injury that wasn't actually his fault <laughs> and also didn't involve his friends burying one of his limbs <laughs> Uh, we can all pray to Jesus that that didn't happen. But, yes, uh, other, yes. Otherwise, in hey, the Eastern that's, Conference. Hey, that's, that's what I pray for daily. <laughs> last night, the 76ers closed out their series against the Brooklyn Nets, and they will be moving on to play. I I think Toronto's already closed theirs off, but <clears throat> I apologize for not being super prepared. But mm-hmm. uh, So Toronto and 76ers, that should be a good matchup. It'll be a fun one. I think Toronto's probably going to be – actually, I think Philly's going to be favored. Um, but uh, – you know, I don't know. This this playoff uh, year is wide open because there's no LeBron James in the Eastern Conference. So any of these four teams remaining can win, and you can make a great case for either of them, any any of them to come out of the Eastern Conference to face mm-hmm. the Western Conference, who is mm-hmm. Golden State closed out their series uh, against the Clippers. Uh, you know, Golden State, every, the odds-on favorite to win, as they are every year when they have Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. Even though um, Cousins, they're another all-star that they signed in the offseason, did get injured again. So, wait, the guy's name is Cousins? That's his last name. name is last name is Cousins. Yeah, DeMarcus Cousins. So... Like when uh, I have to to wonder, like you know, <laughs> maybe when he was little or something, and he had some of his friends over around his house, and you know, they'd see his parents kissing. His friends would say, "Hey, look, there's some kissing cousins." <laughs> you know, I mean, if no one made that joke, then that's a travesty on humanity. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Like you know, forget like Sudan. 
um, you know, the Trail of Tears. <laughs> that's, that's nothing. That is nothing compared to the lack of that joke. If yes. It, if it was, maybe, to be fair, we don't know if it was made or not. Yeah. And we, <laughs> but I think we we need to invest some serious government Honestly, resources into researching this. Anytime anyone in that family kisses somebody, that's got you know, they, you know. Honestly, they have to have heard that joke over and over again. Because <laughs> how could you not make it? I wow, know. those are the, you're my kissing cousin. <laughs> <laughs> so like they get married, and one of them just says to the other, "So." How's it feel to be cousins? Now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's honestly great. <laughs> uh, That's honestly Hannah to Kimbo great. <laughs> so I wonder, I wonder if like you know John and Daenerys ever had that conversation. So <laughs> well, we'll uh, get to that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How does it feel to be cousins now? <laughs> so uh, the Warriors won. They will play the Rockets in this. Wait. Uh, actually, the Rockets are playing right now against the Jazz, but they should be winning their series. Um, but that's the big question is, can the Rockets overcome the Warriors in the second round, even though they met in the conference finals last year and came to a game seven, but one of their best players got hurt. So a lot of people use that as an excuse to why they didn't win. Warriors are still the odds on favorite. I still think the Warriors will win because the Warriors, if they play, it's, if they play up to their potential, they are unbeatable because... Mm-hmm. Steph Curry is the best player in the league. <clears throat> arguably, Kevin Durant is arguably the best player of the league. Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson's arguably the best shooter in the league. Um, and then there's Draymond Green. He's okay. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've soured on him a little bit. But uh, uh, but then you've got James Harden, another arguably the best player in the league on the other side, um, who's been having a great, great year, a historic year. Yeah. But... Uh, you know, I still go with the Warriors. And the other side of that, you got the Nuggets and the Spurs. I think the Nuggets just won to make the series three to two. So we'll see what happens there. But the Nuggets should should be favored. I don't know much about that team. That's one of the teams I don't know like anything about in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And then you got and whenever then, whenever you say their name, I think of breakfast cereal. <laughs> the Nuggets. Yeah. What do you eat for breakfast? <laughs> well, I eat chicken nuggets and covered in milk for breakfast, Nick. <laughs> well, it's like I think of like this uh, um, cereal that was like something was some kind of like off-brand, like you know, one of those cereals you get when you want like a name-brand cereal, but you don't want to pay for like a name-brand cereal. So what was like, what was the name-brand make of it? I don't even know. It was it was like this. It was like honey nuggets or something like that and they had a picture of this like minor bear like this bear cartoon bear but he had like a overalls and like a miner's helmet on like <laughs> you know like the the bear was like he goes to work and he, he he digs these like sugary honey nuggets out of the ground and that's what that's what my mind snaps to when uh, you say the word nugget, and then uh, if you let me ruminate on that word longer, I think of like Playmobil gold nuggets, <laughs> like the kind we we hoarded in our youth. Um, well, Vince, yeah. I'm sorry that your parents didn't love you enough to buy you name brand cereal, but <laughs> <laughs> they were just uh, concerned about my health. That's why I couldn't have it often. Yeah, I don't know if name brand cereal is better for your health than off brand cereal. I'm pretty sure they're pretty much on the same. <laughs> level <laughs> but uh anyways uh, we got to get to the game of the night last night no. the shot of probably the year in basketball vince i don't mm-hmm. know i know you're not you're not 
you're uh, notably not a big basketball fan. That's great. Not a big sports fan in general. Mm. Um, but the insanity of this shot, I'm going to try to pull it up for you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it's um, you know, talk more about cereal while I'm holding. So, uh, well, so uh, here's actually. Uh, so when I was at work earlier today, Nick, um, there was a friendly anonymous friend of ours who uh, asked me to say this friendly anonymous thing to you on the podcast. Uh, quote, Nick, fix your war thunder, unquote. Did you run into Kruk at Larry's today? I may or may not have. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kruk, I am trying. I don't think you listen to this, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not that into those games, but I'm gonna try, I'm trying to play it just by computer won't let me. All right, Vince, I got the shot pulled up. Now, some things I want to tell you. The game is tied at 115 to 115. Okay. Uh, the <clears throat> clock is running out. The his last seconds remaining. Okay. He is way beyond the three point line. Like it's a thirty seven footer. So it'd be like if the three point line, like where you, where you can qualify for a three point shot, was yeah. like maybe like to where my like maybe where like just before my bathroom is to relative where you are. Okay. So I'm gonna put this on. Hopefully, there's no ad. There's a fucking ad, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is it an ad for Honey Nuggets? No, I think it's for um, uh, the Pixel 3, the phone that's currently playing this, so I don't know why they're advertising it for That's insane. <laughs> That's so he crazy. Takes, takes a 37-foot three-pointer right in Paul George's face. It's wet as fuck, just swishes it, and then he just he, he doesn't even celebrate. He just walks away, lifts his hand in the air, and starts waving, looking like, like bye-bye, you're like, done. that like Kim Jong-un wave. <laughs> yeah, and like, I don't know, that was like the craziest thing I've seen in a long time in that, basketball. Just, just watching that on your phone there, that was really could impressive. You, could you imagine being there? Like, and being a <laughs> Actually, fan of Portland. Oh my gosh, I would be so hyped. That, like, I, like, just all the endorphins in my brain would be, like, activating. I know. Like, be like, I don't think I would even remember, like, the next hour after that. I'd be so euphoric. It would probably be, like, one of the best moments of your life, if you, assuming you were a sports fan, you know? Yeah. Like, I remember being at, like, the Lions game when they came back in the last seconds to beat Dallas, mm. uh, you know, and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But... Nothing would compare to that because it's a fucking game seven. Oh mm-hmm. no, it's not a game seven. It was it was not a game seven. So it would have been better if it was game seven, but it was a, a game five. So they, yeah. they were already gonna win the series anyway. Mm-hmm. But still, series clinching, fucking ballsy three point shot. And the thing is, so Paul George after the game just says like how stupid of a shot that was, <laughs> and that like no, I don't care what you say, that shot is stupid. But you know. Uh, I think there was study done by like most most of the time when you take that deep of a three a thirty seven footer I think 
the stats where it was only goes in 16% of the time. Mm-hmm. But when this particular player, Damian Lillard, takes it, it went and goes in 67% of the time right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, it's not a stupid shot. It's a high percentage shot to mm-hmm. go in, you know. Mm-hmm. So, fuck you, Paul George. Sorry, <laughs> your team fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> like... <laughs> what are you doing trying to like like trying to knock one of the best shots in NBA history one of the most clutch shots in NBA history is what that was that that was pretty awesome to watch and I just series clinching buzzer beater you don't fucking see that and I, I just I love that just the the mental image of like this epic like down to the wire game winning shot happening and there's just the one guy there on the other team who's like just completely nonplussed by all this he's just standing there like unsmiling with his arms crossed yeah. just goes you know what was a dumb shot anyway yeah you were the one guarding him bro don't let him take the shot you know you should know that this guy is fired from anywhere right now and you know damian lillard is like like he's always been good but he's taken his game to another level right now like he could I mean, I mean, I would be shocked if they somehow made the finals, but luckily they get to play the Nuggets the next round. That the Nuggets are a young team; they're really good. And like I said, I don't know much about them, but I could see Portland beating them. I think the Portland will probably be the favorite to beat them, but I don't see how they'll beat either the Warriors or the Thunder, or, or the Warriors or the um, uh, Rockets in the uh, uh, conference finals. Mm-hmm. But you know, crazier things have happened. Yeah, that was pretty The Pistons awesome. won a championship in 2004 with a team that was based <laughs> off defense, something the NBA was not used to. Um, so, like, shit can happen. If yeah. Lillard's going to play like this, then he's unbeatable right now. That's awesome. But Like, uh, um, I know, speaking of uh, people who are, who are unbeatable, mm-hmm. like, uh, probably not really. And it's also sort of crosses into politics a little bit but i think it's more sports related so okay uh, did you so there's this this dude this bodacious dude meister named uh stephen moore no relation to michael moore uh okay uh who uh he's one of uh president trump's nominees uh to you know chair the federal reserve or you know around the federal reserve he is is he the one that i heard someone's like mm-hmm. they got unconfirmed today or maybe that was the other one. Oh, who's the one that quoted pokemon Ooh, uh that's uh herman cain right yeah he stepped or yeah he, he didn't that's oh gosh so we'll talk about more of that in the politics section but so uh stephen moore so um he's in the news not for being a, a nominee for the federal reserve and he's in the news because from like 1995 to like 2003 he he's made a bunch of public statements about why uh sports aren't for women and women shouldn't be in <laughs> sports uh one of his oh my, uh, God. M- my favorite quote from him was that it is an obscenity that women are allowed to referee men's basketball games what? now what and that's his word his words an obscenity yeah, I mean, you know, fuck, fuck girls. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? What have they ever done for society? 
Yeah, nothing is what I would say. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, uh, it's it's that kind of... Get back in the kitchen, bitch. Start mm-hmm. making my babies in your belly. And also make sandwiches for us. Yes, that's like, Mostly like I said, me. get back in the kitchen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, I, want, I want you to get a, a bun in the oven and then literally start cooking a bun in the oven because I'm hungry. <laughs> you want to play sports? <laughs> 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 oh, it's hilarious, hon. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's, it's. I mean, I can kind of see it from that perspective, like humoring the woman, because we all know they're not good at sports yeah. anyway. You know, so maybe give them. They the, can't even open jars. I know, right? How do we expect them to dunk a basketball or throw an an oblong like a uh, pigskin zeppelin? You know, <laughs> when they can't even open a jar. Really, it's it's just it is it's an obscenity that. So this uh, is a fucking actual nomination. For th- the this Federal is this Reserve. is the guy Trump actually wants to be helping run the federal well reserve. vince yes. i would tell you that i'm flabbergastic and surprised but i am the opposite of that because i've expect something like this because mm-hmm. this happens every goddamn day with this presidency I know. like we're living in hey, such exciting times who like really sucks that a person is minimally qualified to do this job yeah <laughs> let's get him hey, hey uh, and let's make sure this person has a ton of damning quotes that he's made in public statements <laughs> in the past make sure they're just super embarrassing and or sexist and or racist goddamn that motherfucker's just trying to get all the attention off of him so the storyline <laughs> could be something else yeah probably no nick don't you see he's i've fallen into his trap <laughs> i'm doing what he wants me to do you, honestly we probably all are maybe this guy is playing chess instead of checkers i don't know <laughs> well the real question here though nick is do you think women should be banned from refereeing men's basket professional basketball games um uh a serious answer absolutely fucking not if you have eyes and you have a quick brain reaction, yes, you should referee basketball <laughs> games. It doesn't matter what fucking gender you are, mm-hmm, whether you're mm-hmm. he, but she, or Nick, they. Like, but, just, but Nick, like, you know, like, what if I do really badly in the game? Like, it's going to be really embarrassing if it's in front of a girl. I think you can make an argument that women would be less biased against men than men being refereeing them. Like, because I know in basketball, like, the reason superstars complain a bunch whenever, like, they get the foul doesn't go their way is because you're more likely to, uh, like, the refs are more likely to, like, give one in your favor after, like, maybe they make, maybe they make a questionable call and they'll give, they'll, like, hook you up a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But I think, I don't know, I could see, like, women being in a male-dominated environment just sticking to their guns and being, like... Yeah, no, fuck you. You're just being an asshole, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call what I fucking see. You know, I think you can make an argument for that. Like, I mean, maybe it's not completely just, but there's no reason why a woman can't do what a man can do in any aspect yeah. of life. Oh, maybe yeah. other, maybe you can make the argument that men can do like uh, certain sports better, and that's why there's a differentiation of uh, male and female sports mm-hmm. because the male body is bigger, stronger and faster more like generally. Yeah. Like you, like exactly. The male form is superior in every mm-hmm. way that counts. <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> what I was going for. Yeah. But, but you know, I, I agree. It's like, it's, it's really, 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 really dumb to like say that it's an obscenity to that. You know, a woman can ref your all male game 
you know, yeah. women can play basketball, they can play sports, they can be good at sports, they can be strong and fast and athletic and big. And uh, yeah, it's that that you're just being dumb if uh, you know you're, <laughs> you're you just can't accept can't that just, girls like the things that you like. You can't we just get robots <laughs> to ref all these things by now? Uh, no. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but before this, uh, this uh, sports segment closes, there's so much more we have to talk about, and we don't we don't have much time. Um, uh, but take the floor. As of last night, uh, there was a very controversial call on the NFL or, or sorry NHL playoffs. Mm-hmm. Game seven: Sharks versus Las Vegas Golden Knights. San Jose mm-hmm. versus Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not watch this game live. I just saw some of the highlights, but uh, there was a five-minute major penalty. Do you, you don't know what that means? No. So, like, normal penalties in the NHL, someone goes to the penalty box, and they come out if somebody scores. Or if, like, the two minutes that they're in there come out. So, like, because you're playing five-on-four hockey, like, while they're in the penalty box. Mm-hmm. But a major penalty, they're in there for all five minutes, no matter how many times you score. So the penalty was a controversial call because it did not deserve to be a five-minute major. And the San Jose Sharks scored four times in the course of five minutes during this penalty, putting them back in the game to, to push the game to overtime, in which they ended up winning. So Las Vegas got screwed out of a, a second berth because I think they were probably – I mean, I don't, I don't really know exactly, so I might be speaking out of the side of my mouth, but uh, I'm pretty sure – Las Vegas was up by uh, three, three goals when this penalty happened, and Las Vegas or then uh, San Jose scored four in a row, and Las Vegas <laughs> scored a tie and put it to overtime, and then San Jose ended up winning in overtime. That's so it's hilarious. like, yeah, and on a bullshit call, especially. Mm-hmm. So I think the five minute major has to be amended, but uh, if San Jose moves on. I don't know. <laughs> There's so much more to get in there, mm-hmm. but the NFL draft is tomorrow. One of the big – this is like a great sports week, like one of the best. I'm sorry I had you on when you're not that into sports, but I did purposely do this because I had a lot to talk about, so I didn't need someone to carry me. Okay. But the NFL So draft, it was a mistake for me to bring anything to talk about with sports. No, actually, I liked it. I mean, it's, it, it was great. I, I, I get stuck stumbling over my own words when I'm talking about stuff by myself. Okay, cool. So go on. Sorry. All right, so NFL you. draft is tomorrow. The Lions pick at 8 there is growing Ooh. speculation that they may take a quarterback. How oh, do you feel about that? Wow. So um, given that football is one of the sports that I'm not as ignorant about. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like uh, um, Tom Brady is the dude's name. Not Tom. Dang it. No. Shoot. Um, oh, gosh. That's just. Thank you. Gosh, dang it. Um, no, we wish the, it was the, Tom Brady. The, Don't worry. The, Shoot, the guy who is the Lions' current yeah, quarterback, Matthew Stafford. Thank you. So, um, uh, so I I like the guy. Uh, you know, everything from what I've heard, he sounds like he's personally he's a really cool guy. Mm. Um, and so I I have no ill will towards him, and I don't I don't really blame him for the Lions like perpetual like legacy of failure. <laughs> yeah. But One I can playoff win since fifty seven, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um but uh I I could see that being legitimate if the Lions actually do pick a new quarterback because after being such a laughing stock for so long, even last year after we got that new, you know, Maddie Patty, Matthew Patricia. 
talking over me melissa um so uh it's cool i love you so uh <laughs> so i used to so so uh uh you know so it's like even after we got our new super super hype coach dude like uh we still sucked and so i you know people are angry about that they're upset about us losing all the time always so i could totally see them uh getting a new quarterback because that i'm sure they are also the the owners of the lions are also sick of having their team lose all the time and they're probably willing to make some heads roll to to get the team on point you know get it actually being successful I so mean, I I could totally see that being a real thing. Them getting a new quarterback. Well, we'll know tomorrow if they do it in the first round. But I hope we do because I'm done with Stafford. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know. We have too much to talk about in this segment because this yeah. is my favorite segment of the day. Vince, where do you want to start? All right. So, so I think there's, only- there's so much. There, well, there's I only know. there's only all right. So I don't know what you have written down, but there's only two things we can talk about in this segment. Okay. Um, we can you can either start by talking about uh. Game of Thrones or Endgame? So, uh, let I think there's only one way we can start this, Nick. <laughs> and it's with end, in, not Endgame, no, sorry, Game of Thrones. Okay. There's only, so, yeah, we're going to start this with Game of Thrones because somehow I am, like, caught up um, on the show. Yes, Thanks you would not you. be on right now if, yeah. if, if you weren't. This yeah. is a mandatory Game of Thrones six weeks. Yes, so, oh my gosh. So, also... Uh, I have to commend you, Nick. Like, not only is as dragons and yum yums like a good Vinny looking beer, uh, also it has dragons in the title, and Game of Thrones has dragons. Like, yes. I didn't realize that until the last episode. Vince, I always pick them good for you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> You're so good to me, and I'm I'm so inconsistent for you. <laughs> so uh, I don't appreciate that, but it's okay. <laughs> So I had Vince over on Monday to watch the episode, and I'm Vince. I do this is something I need to apologize to you for because I fell asleep on you and woke up, and you were gone. <laughs> so I did try and wake you up. Oh, you did? I did. I did, and uh, um, so I did. I did try uh, <laughs> a couple times, um, but it, like you, you sort of woke up, but e- each time you fell back asleep. So <laughs> it's cool, honestly. Like I understand you're tired and. You know, it's Stacy cool. kept us up too late. Before Stay, I blame Stacy. Yes, we blame you, Stacy. Yes, it's all your fault. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, so it's it's all cool. No, no worries there. We we accomplished our main objective. So, so what, anyways, what did so, yeah, you so think about throw, the so, episode? So, um, the episode called um, "The Night of the Seven Kingdoms," I believe, is eventually was titled. Okay, it's called "The Night of the Seven Kingdoms." So, uh, with this, the the second episode of the final season of Game of Thrones, just oh, so much hype. So, yeah. um, so I'm kind of of two minds and a lot of aspects of this episode okay? okay and so i think uh i so so like for example so uh this a lot of people just talking about this episode at work uh today mm. um a lot of people felt that it was very 
stall like they was stalling the writers were stalling with this episode mm. and it felt kind of fillery um and so okay. on one hand like i can i can sort of see why people were feeling that way because like the trailer it's like in the first episode the the, the trailer for this next episode made it seem like the the battle of winterfell was gonna happen uh this episode but it's not and it, it makes it seem like, hey, the Battle of Winterfell is going to happen next episode in the third episode. And you see, here's the thing. Like, so this, like the confrontation, the the full-scale confrontation between the living and the dead, between, you know, like the, the Jon Snow and the Night King it's, been being, it's been being built up for so long now. Yeah. I can under understand why people are chomping at the bit to get to it, but I actually really like it that this episode was just it's just about like characters interacting with each other at Winterfell. Um, you know, like the the all the battle mm. preparations have been made. They're just waiting for the Night King's army to arrive, and so they're just they're just you know shooting the breeze uh, before the big battle starts. And you so you see, see, I like that because even though they did this already uh, in the first episode of the season, I'm really happy that they're dedicating a lot of time just to just to seeing some characters who haven't interacted with each other in a long time see each other again and catch up yeah. and just that magic happen again where just these fun characters interacting and i'm really it makes me really happy because this is game of thrones mm -hmm. we know a ton of these characters are going to be dead before the season's over and so this is really the last chance uh, we have to see everyone interact with each other and not be dead you know so i'm i'm really happy we could see this now because people we gonna, all know half these people die. are gonna be dead by the time the show's over by the time of the next episode is over i know right and like like some things i was thinking of um like this is like an episode we've all been waiting for like literally mm -hmm. every character we care about mm -hmm. besides Cersei and Bronn yeah were in this episode like can you think of a single character that wasn't in this episode that we actually care about that's still alive um, besides Cersei and Bronn um there's not a whole lot actually I'm trying to think uh was Varys in this episode uh I don't know, but he he's at I don't, I don't he's actually, at Winterfell, I don't, yeah. but I don't remember seeing him do anything this episode. Yeah, I don't either. So actually. maybe Varys isn't there, and like Yulon or whatever his name is, Greyjoy. Euron, we Euron, don't love him. Though. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Theon's Yara. sister Yara. Asha in the books. Yeah, um, but you know, it's like we. That that's I'm totally willing to overlook that. That's a nitpick. This was a, that's a nitpick. Like, not having like, those characters in this episode. It, immediately watching this episode, I was like, oh, "Man, nothing's happening." But then, looking back, watching it again, and thinking like, "Oh man, this is like kind of all I've wanted since the beginning." Mm -hmm. Like it's everyone thinking they're gonna die. Yeah, and like saying their goodbyes to each other essentially. Yeah, it is. It's it's a lot of characters saying goodbye to each other this and is you the know, part of storytelling that i fucking like because i don't really like action as mm -hmm. much as i like character building and this is all 
character building. So, and it's like, I love action, but I mean, you can, you can and should do character building through the action sequences. There's, you know, no excuse for that, like, you know, nonsense, like Michael Bay style fight scenes where it's just nothing. Like you don't care about the characters. Yeah, you don't, you you literally don't care what's going on. There's like a predetermined outcome. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, uh, I even though I, so I like, I like, I like action scenes, and I think there's a lot of good storytelling to do with them. But no, I like this because this kind of like pre-battle scene. Not only is it really this pre-battle storytelling, not that it is really interesting, but it it helps sell the idea that a huge battle is about to happen. And these characters genuinely don't know if their side will win. You know, they're committed to the fight, but they don't know if they're going to win. And this this solidifies that. It makes it real. And us being Game of Thrones fans, like, I mean, like, storytelling-wise, it doesn't make sense for them not to win. Mm -hmm. But also, the thing is that I think about, like... it doesn't make sense for them to win with still there's going to be three episodes after this. Each, yeah. Each, each, I think, projected being an hour and a half long. So, well, um, sorry, did I cut you off? No, it's okay. Go ahead. So, well, so um, for those of you who may have missed the, the episode or perhaps need a refresher. If you missed it, then you shouldn't be listening. Yeah, you really shouldn't. We're just going to spoil the snot out of it. So um, basically the, the plan the good guys have right now is so, you know, they have a ton of uh, dragon glass weapons to kill the White Walkers with and they have a ton of fire stuff to kill the White Walkers mm. with. So um, that combined with the fact that they have a, a fortress to defend means they, they actually kind of have a game plan, but they're kind of like, oh my gosh, like there's, there's no way we're going to be able to defeat the they're Night King's army. Ar- yeah, because they're super outnumbered and the Night King's army it never it never tires, doesn't need sleep, food, etc. So the the plan they came up with is uh um Bran uh he tells everyone that uh the Night King wants to destroy the world and he wants to kill he wants the, to erase humanity. Yeah, and he wants to erase the even the memory of humanity and which the, is Bran. Which is yeah, Bran, the three-eyed raven because he is the essentially the chronicler of this world. Mm-hmm. And uh and Bran tells everyone that hey, the Night King knows where I am 100% of the time because he's totes OP. And uh um so they're going to put and then we know the Night King's gonna go for him. So they're gonna put Bran in the Weirwood. Weirwood. Weirwood, thank you. We're gonna put Bran in the Weirwood. And uh, uh, so they're gonna have a battle and they're gonna have their forces like faint essentially back to Winterfell proper. And uh, um, they're hoping that they can bait the Night King into coming to the Weirwood the weirwood uh himself and then once the night king is there in the weirwood to try and kill bran 
uh, they're going to try using dragon fire to kill the Night King. And so I really, I really like that because even though this is like a super scary scenario where they don't really know if they can win, they, they do actually have a plan, a plan that actually sounds like it has a, a reasonable chance of success. They're not just, they're like, well, um, let's hope for the best. They actually are yeah. like, they, they actually, they actually are trying to accomplish something, you know, right. they're, they're not approaching this like you know, mindlessly and that's you, cool listening to you talk about this it just makes you realize how great this episode was because mm-hmm. like like we're talking about something that's going to happen in the future we're not even talking about i mean it, it's part of the episode like it's part of the plan but like mm-hmm. there's so much so much that went on this episode like you yeah. gotta think Daenerys and uh, Sansa had their first alone interaction. Yeah, which fucking like, Sansa yeah, and yeah. Theon had a, uh, a, a like a loving Re- embrace. Yeah, um, fucking Arya and Gen. Arya lost her goddamn virginity in this episode. <sighs> we'll 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 come back to that. Um, goddamn, <laughs> and then you know something we definitely will come back to is Jon Snow told D- Danny who he actually is. Mm-hmm. Fucking. God, this episode like, and then there's all this talk about like defending the crypts. Like that's mm-hmm. not gonna backfire. Yeah. Like, where do you think dead people are? The <laughs> fucking crypts. But <laughs> those but people what are if, all fucked. But what if the 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 dead in the crypts are aren't allied with the Night King? What if they'd be uh, fighting against him to defend their ancestral home? Yeah, I doubt that. I Anyways. mean, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Ned so, Stark's going to come there and murder the fuck out of Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, um, uh, I guess so. So we didn't, even so, t- we didn't say anything about Jamie. Oh my god! Jamie so, and so, so, so here, so yeah, so okay, we didn't even I'm, talk about the name of the episode, Brienne, like being knighted for the first time. Okay, so we didn't talk, so about, we didn't talk about. There's <laughs> a lot to cover. Definitely, <laughs> there's a lot of cool stuff. You know that, why they call me Giant's Bane? Okay, I know, right? Because I drink giant tit milk. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> there is so, so much in so this episode. That's why I'm so big. Giant milk. <laughs> and it's like, I just imagined, wanted him to just like drink a glass of milk and he had like the milk mustache and it just say, like, got milk. <laughs> the point is, this so, episode is so, so deep and it's so personal. And like, if, if you were to show this to someone who doesn't watch Game of Thrones, they'd probably fucking hate hate this episode because they don't understand anything that's going on oh but yeah you, you been, definitely don't want to start with this episode if you haven't seen any like, before like i've been super invested in this show since i've heard about it. i've read all the books watched every single episode multiple times mm-hmm. like this is an episode that is what i was waiting for and now everything happens after it so I don't know. It was a it was a great fucking episode. Yeah. So well, here let's let's start from the top. So the episode starts just a little after the first episode ends. Where so if you remember the first episode ends with like uh, Jamie coming to Winterfell and he's like, "Huh, what am I gonna do now?" And then Bran's just there staring at him. And he's like, "Huh." Bran's always I didn't, just staring I didn't, awkwardly. I, I didn't then think this through. Bran's so, my favorite so, character in the books. I don't know how. I don't know if I like him that much in the show. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I, I also really like Bran in the books. He's not as cool in the show, but still, I like him yeah, yeah. a lot in this season. He's Anyways, not we got, as we got we got to so, move so, fast. So, Go we on. do so. Um, so it starts. This episode starts with uh, Jamie Lannister Basically on, on trial. trial. Yeah, at Winterfell, and uh, so. 
you know, like Daenerys is like, you know, my brother would tell me stories about the dude who killed our dad and how he was a huge jerk and sat on the throne. She and, did use you the know, word dude, too. It was weird. Did she? <laughs> no. Uh, okay. <laughs> and uh, I was like, well, I don't remember that. So, and uh, and she's like, you know, and I've been dreaming of the day I could take revenge on that jerk dude. And uh, it was, and then like, uh, Bran just said, Bran says like, uh, the things we do for love. Yeah, you know, Jamie's explanation that he would do it he, all again. Yeah. Which and, makes sense. He's, he would do it all again to save his family. Yeah. Jamie, Jamie basically says like, yeah, I'd do it all again. I did what I did to defend my family. I'd do it all again. He probably and, wouldn't fuck and, Cersei again. <laughs> I hope not. So, um, and you know, uh, and Tyrion tries to intercede on Jamie's behalf. And, uh, uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, Daenerys is like, yo, you're trying to defend your brother, step down. Uh, and so, so you're thinking to yourself, like, wow, is Jamie actually going to get, like, executed or imprisoned here? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I actually really like how they resolve this. It's, um, cause you know how pretty much ever since, uh, Catelyn Stark free Jamie Lannister. He's yeah. been on a, a very long, slow journey quest. of redemption, yeah. quest for redemption, right? Mm-hmm. So it was really satisfying to essentially see Jamie Lannister about to be sentenced to death, and then he gets saved because of all the good, selfless deeds he's done since he started his quest yeah. for redemption. Essentially, you know, because he, he gets saved. saved yeah, he gets the uh, uh, pardoned because yeah, he saved Brienne and sacrificed even his own hand to save her. Right. And then Brienne saves Sansa, so Sansa <laughs> trusts Brienne. Yeah. Yeah. And it just it just it's just like this big this big uh, ladder to climb to get to where Jamie like like Jamie's arc it feels it almost feels complete mm-hmm. like he's got to do one more like that's why I think he's a cat I mean I don't think he will die because the prophecy states that mm-hmm. he has to kill Cersei oh I guess mm-hmm. yeah um, but I don't know he's his story so far feels very satisfying and I'd be okay with him his ending. So and and you know I also think not only was it super satisfying to see Jamie get a positive payoff for all of his acts of redemption, you know, all yeah. of his good deeds. Also, you know, I thought like a, a theme I noticed, or at least I feel like I noticed throughout this episode, is that there were a bunch of times in this episode where things could have just gone so wrong and just a whole new blood feud started but because at this point here at the end at Winterfell we essentially have all the good guys together and they're finally like have their act together and they're finally in power you finally you you have a, a grouping of reasonable not psychotic greedy people and it was really, I thought it was really satisfying to see that, you know, a lot of times where it seems like a new, like, giant argument feud could start, the people kind of, they, they they come to a reasonable, amicable yeah. con- conclusion, you know, agreement on things like and move Daener- on like reasonable adults. Like when it's really was, satisfying. When Daenerys was pissed at Tyrion, mm-hmm. like, for, like... For Cer- like finding out that Cersei actually betrayed them, and he was trusting Cersei. Yeah, and then Jorah comes and talks to Daenerys and like convinces her that 
Tyrion is uh like that that that, that, felt, that Tyrion that felt a he makes rushed. mistakes and you know we all make mistakes. Yeah, it doesn't mean rushed. you should stop trusting. Doesn't him. mean it wasn't satisfying. But like if yeah. they had if they had more than six episodes, I'm sure that would have played out a little more. But yeah, but, it's like it's like I'm really happy to see. You know, it's really refreshing in this series to see like, hey, these people are we're finally dealing with people who aren't petulant babies yeah. and they they know how to like compromise and right. you know be decent you know, to each other Jorah, and listen to reason and it's it's really there's a lot of that in this episode and it's really freaking satisfying refreshing dude, this episode was it just gives you tingles thinking about everything like mm-hmm. you think in context of the whole series like jorah yeah. fucking getting sam Moltari's giant or our heart's bane mm-hmm. uh, sword because after, yeah. after after john has a long claw that <laughs> you know and whatnot and then think about especially back to jamie like the best that's like one of the best character arts arcs in this entire story like the mm-hmm. most satisfying one like mm-hmm. fucking evil prick to fucking guy like you're gonna be you're gonna cry if he dies yeah you know? i know right seriously like i never like thought that jane i would like jamie lannister mm-hmm. like Jon snow hasn't changed Mm-hmm. And like he's been Jon Snow this whole series. He's the hero. Daenerys, yeah. So the theory I have, like one of the things I've been thinking of after this episode, like yeah. Daenerys has come from like a wounded, um, broken girl to someone who is mad with power and mm-hmm. is just like I think might end up being the antagonist at the mm-hmm. end. Well, yeah, I mean, like, let's talk about predictions because we are we are running out of time, and I uh, do want to hear your prediction. So, uh. Um, uh, she, there's no way we're not going to bleed this a little bit into politics, but so, um, so I'm, I'm sorry, politics fans, but so we, um, have, a, we have, we have so much to talk about politics and I know you're good at that. So I really so, want to try to keep politics, politics, but right, we, so, but, but it's so, okay if we bleed over. Yeah, we're gonna, <laughs> but so, um, so real quick before I get into predictions. So another, uh, aspect of this episode that I wanted to just mention real quick is so um yeah so like you mentioned that so the this episode confirms that uh, Arya and Gendry are they are involved romantically with each other you can and- just tell the whole setup like Gendry's just like doing manly things like breaking fu- or like forging steel forging steel and yeah. she's like looking on lustfully and then like showing <laughs> off of herself and you know this is the relationship because you know i am and myself considered a baratheon mm-hmm. i consider myself a baratheon mm-hmm. and this is a relationship i've been looking forward to since fucking uh the first time gendry was introduced mm-hmm. uh and gosh god damn it i was right so and that's so funny because like so I am like really genuinely bad at picking up on romantic subtext and so you know that's why I I did not see that coming so that actually came as a big surprise to me but a lot of people are like oh you didn't see that coming Vince and I was like no I didn't so and basically so the 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 reason why to bring that up not only because that's huge because it's essentially the the last baratheon um with you know dating a stark uh you know so it's huge from like a story point of view like perhaps a smidge awkward because like you know we know Arya since she was like a little kid and that's not the case with like uh a lot of characters that we know romantically in game of thrones but um 
the 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 thing my big takeaway from that encounter is that near the end of the episode you see like uh you know gendry and aria in bed together you know say after they've you know done you also the have to see aria's boobs a little bit the side boob which people were so people were a little perturbed about because mm-hmm. people like picture her as like a 16 year old girl in that show yeah but she's actually i think in real life she's 22 and in the show she's supposed to be 20 mm-hmm. so Get over yourselves. Come on. I'm a little perturbed about it, Nick. That's, well, get over yourself, like oh. I said. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, um, so you see Gendry and Arya in bed after they did the deed. And, like, you know, Gendry's asleep. And Arya, she just has this look on her face that, to me, this look is just like, wow, man, that was unsatisfying. <laughs> so the look, that's what that look said to me, and so so the oh god, that's a Baratheon you're talking about. There. <laughs> and so basically, so I think so. This is why I wanted to mention this before we get into predictions. Yeah. So I think what's going to happen in the next episode is going to start with uh, Arya. You know, she's she's mad at Gendry because he couldn't keep it up. <laughs> and so, uh, and so, uh, uh, she's gonna she cuts off cuts his off his yeah wiener, and then uh, um, she's ending the Baratheon bloodline. And so she she's like, uh, man, I, I wonder, uh, I wonder what I should do with this Baratheon wiener. And then uh, you know, uh, 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 Theon is gonna be like. Did someone say spare wiener? And then uh, Thoros is going to walk into the room and be like, well, good thing I have healing magic. And then so, so, like, you're going to think, oh, good. You know, that's going to complete Theon's redemption arc because he's going to get his genitalia back. The whole story is about Theon getting his dick back. And then so, well, then so, before they can, yo, Thoros can do his paladin magic, uh, the the Night King's going to arrive and the battle is going to happen and uh so what's gonna happen is uh sneakily in the background various is there ready for dick and play (laughs) so so (laughs) well no what's gonna i think that would be cliche what's gonna happen is so uh, the the you know the they're gonna bait the night king out into the weirwood and uh um, They're gonna take Brandstick? No. So uh, Jon Snow is gonna fight the Night King, and he's gonna fight off the the Night King. You know, maybe even kill him. But in the battle, the Night King is gonna cut off Jon Snow's wiener, <laughs> and then so uh, and then so then Arya is gonna have to make have this terrible decision to make. Does she give? Theon is wiener back, or does she give her brother his wiener back? And then, well, then so the the Gendry? night king. Why would, he, why would she pick Theon? Well, then so uh, <laughs> because she's mad at him, uh, he, he gave her a really bad first experience. So uh, wait, you're thinking about Gendry? Okay, Gendry. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so go on. so uh, then so well, what's going to happen? This the, stupid, the, the, <laughs> stupid, stupid theory. So then the night king is going to resurrect Jon Snow's wiener as like uh, an ice. <laughs> Zombie wiener, <laughs> and then the the in a in a the next episode after that, uh, you know, Jon Snow is gonna tanks. have a, a rematch with the Night King, but then uh, Daenerys is gonna have to fight Jon Snow's like resurrected zombie wiener, and she's gonna have still have a lot of f- positive feelings for that wiener, and so it's gonna be really hard for her to fight it, and that's <laughs> I think gonna be the the epic battle that this series has always needed. Now my question is, can your dick be flaccid? If it's made of ice. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I mean, really, that would be the true test of how powerful the Night King is. What a what a great waste of ten minutes of this segment. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now, Vince, let me, let me, uh, we're we're gonna move on soon, but this is a a serious theory that I've been ruminating on yeah. that I came up with myself. Okay. Um, you have you seen the Twilight movies? Mm, I know enough about them to make fun of them. Have you seen the? Or do you know enough about the last one, like the movie specifically? And how oh, it not the book. Shoot, uh, the last one uh, is the one I know the least about. And uh, is not the one where there there's an epic battle, and then they realize like, oh shoot, that was just a dream. The, the epic battle never actually happened, and then it never actually happens. Perfectly, that's exactly what you need you to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I have. I have this weird inclination that this next episode, the Battle mm-hmm. of Winterfell, might be just like that battle. Mm-hmm. And like, let's say like Daenerys and Jon, and they escape with Bran on their dragon backs, and they go to the Iron Islands, mm-hmm. like where the White Walkers can't go. Mm-hmm. And then Bran, using his powers, like because he can go into the past, mm-hmm. learns how to manipulate the past, and undoes it all. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that could be a plausible way for this to go. Mm-hmm. But there will be, like, it, that won't happen until the last episode. Mm-hmm. And, like, before that, like, Cersei will either get taken over by the White Walkers and, like, murdered. And I don't, I don't know. I mean, I would be very pissed off if that happens. But mm-hmm. also, you know, there, there's no way this show ends satisfying for me. But, you know, I mean... I, I will be satisfied no matter what. What I should say is I'll be satisfied no matter what mm-hmm. the show, how the show ends. Mm-hmm. But I've been thinking about that because he has future and foresight. And he did whisper when he was looking at um, his dad going to Leanna when John was being born. Mm-hmm. And his dad did react. And mm-hmm. it happens in the books, too. Mm-hmm. So maybe he learns how to control those powers. But that's why I don't think Bran will die. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I think I think a lot of people expect like everyone, like a lot of people to die. Mm-hmm. But I don't think storytelling wise, I don't think you can kill anyone besides maybe Brienne. No, maybe I don't know. I don't really see how you can kill all these people. Thoros <laughs> of Mirror can die. Maybe the Hound can die. Mm-hmm. But you can't kill Arya. Mm-hmm. You could, I guess. No, I I, I don't really know what the fuck her story is, so mm-hmm. you can't really kill her. Mm-hmm. John obviously can't die. Daenerys obviously can't die. Um, Tyrion obviously can't die. Jamie obviously can't die. Mm-hmm. Uh, really don't want Sansa to die. Fear number three. How the president grabbed me. All right, Vince, final thoughts on Game of Thrones before I move on to politics, because I skipped it last week, so I feel like we should talk about it this week. But. All right, well, this is the last season of Game of Thrones, so I think it's it's only right and proper to uh, dedicate some extra time to it. But, so, you want, like, a real prediction that doesn't involve wiener zombies for the future <laughs> of the show, right? I guess I would appreciate that, yes. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so... Um, so... <clears throat> I think, like, I, I don't have a super comprehensive or super well-developed idea of where the show is going to go. Because for the most part, I, I really genuinely don't know where the show is going to go. But 
I think what's going to happen, it, it will involve in some way. So, you know, in the books, uh, you know, Melisandre talks a lot about um, the sword Lightbringer. The, the sword Ooh, that's something we haven't seen this season yet either yeah the sword that's gonna that is fabled to be able to defeat the night king so but you know melisandre says that you know the light bringer a to activate its magic powers the wielder of light bringer has to kill his beloved with the weapon to turn it on to flip that on switch and so i think what's gonna happen is uh john snow will find Lightbringer in the crypts under winterfell Maybe and then it's the uh, fake sword Ned Stark's holding or something. Maybe and uh, um, kill Daenerys. And uh, yeah, and then you know Daenerys, like she will not be able to handle that after you know all this time and effort, you know, striving to be the queen of Westeros, learning that oh my gosh, like John is the one who's the rightful heir to the throne. She's just not going to be able to handle that, and she will not put aside her crown for the betterment of her people. And, uh, you know, she's going to try and kill John, and John's going to kill her, uh, and he's going to turn on Lightbringer, and uh, he will uh, then take the dragons along with his magic sword and uh, go fight the Night King and uh, in another battle because they're going to have to fight him once before they fight him a final time. And uh, he will... Uh, um, <clears throat> Jon Snow will kill the Night King, therefore ending the threat of the White Walkers. But uh, he will be so wounded in the battle that he himself will die. And then, uh, you know, even though it's a little cliche, I think it's a uh, Tyrion will then maneuver himself into a position of rulership after uh, Jon Snow is dead. Um, and then, you know, the Tyrion who will finally sit the Iron Throne at the end of all things. Yeah, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think I don't yeah. think Tyrion's going to sit. I think it's clear that Jon Snow is going to sit at the throne. Mm-hmm. I do think <clears throat> Daenerys will die because mm-hmm. I think they're setting her up to be the final bad guy. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the Battle of Winterfell, like, either the Night King shit's going to be resolved, or and if it's not resolved, then the shit's going to be coming down on Cersei. I mean, I, I don't mm-hmm. know, because, like, you know, like I told you in a previous conversation that we mm-hmm. had, that Bronn said in an interview... Like the actor that plays Bron said that you're not going to like Bron after this season, mm-hmm. so he's going to have to kill one of them. Mm-hmm. I would think, and I'm guessing it's going to be Tyrion because I think Jamie has to kill Cersei based on the yeah. prophecy. Yeah, and uh, but I don't really, I don't, I don't, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm like actually <laughs> at a loss for how this next episode's going to go because it's yeah. going to be. This is the episode that they took like like a record amount of time to film, mm-hmm. uh, biggest battle ever in all of cinema. Ooh, not just TV shows. Yeah, not just TV shows. Ooh, so this is gonna be bigger than the battle from the last Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah, like Ooh. It's, it, the whole this whole episode's gonna be the battle. Like, <laughs> rack on. I mean, they're already right there. Like, mm-hmm. it's gonna start with it. It's gonna. I don't. I don't know. I'm so excited to see. Yeah, this. I'm, I'm really. So I am I have really to work excited. On, how are you gonna watch this? So I work uh, twelve to eight thirty. On but Sunday. you don't have HBO, right? No, I do not. Like what the episode airs at nine, right? Correct. So hopefully I'll be able to go over to make make it over to someone else's house to watch the. You episode. want to watch it together? Sure. You can come over after I get off work at Benny's. You should just come to Benny's when uh you're off work. Ooh, that would be super cool. Cause then, so assuming 
of course, that I don't forget about this. <laughs> um, that'd be super cool because I could come into Benny's and be like, all the food on my table now. And uh, we, I can eat till like one in the morning and then we can well, go back no, to your no, house. No, 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 no. We, we're <laughs> no, no. we're going to close at 930. No, that's smart. That's smart. <laughs> but you can um, stay there until close and we can just go back to my place together. Oh, that'd be cool, Nick. Fist bump. Yeah. Fist bump. All right, Woo. Vince. Um, so, so we have to we have to conclude Game of Thrones talk. So because and, there's one. Uh, okay, go so, ahead. Last so thoughts. A few other things I just want to mention. Oh wait, there's one thing before you go on. Yeah. This is the first episode of Game of Thrones I yeah. think that yeah. only took place in one setting. True. True, actually. Um, and uh, so a few things I wanted to mention is so I've never seen the first season of this show, but I've read the first book. Um. And so, uh, one thing, so, you know how, like, when the, um... Wait, you've never seen the first season of Game of Thrones? Yeah, I've read this, I've read the first book, but I've not never seen the first season. I guess it follows it pretty exactly, but... So, you know how, um, it, when the Starks, they find the dire wolf, it's just, yeah. that scene is heavy with symbolism. Mm-hmm. You know, so, it's an adult dire wolf that has, it's been killed by a stag, symbolizing you know ned stark who gets you know accidentally killed because of uh uh uh, robert's uh you know bad behavior or maybe bad decision making um and so you know they're they're all the there's the bunch of dire wolf pups near the big dire wolf you know one for each of the stark children Mm -hmm. and uh you know the the john snow dire wolf ghost uh, they make a point in the book of saying that whilst all the other direwolf pups are still huddling near the dead adult, um, and they have their eyes closed, says very specific, their eyes are closed. The ghost, it, they make a point of that ghost's eyes are open and that he is going north. Which I think is supposed to be symbolic of, you know, like Jon Snow realizing the true threat is from the north, from the Night King, and he's going north to fight the Night King. Yeah. Um, and then, so, you know, like, so, like I said, that scene is heavy with symbolism, and, you know, the there are a bunch of traits that the dire wolves have that kind of go with the Mm. Stark children that they are essentially adopted by. Like how Sansa's direwolf lady is the, it's the most like proper and well-behaved of all the direwolves. Yes. So um, the reason I mention that is because I don't know how this will factor into the the series finale, but right now there are only two direwolves that are still alive. There's Ghost and Numeria. So John's direwolf and, and Arya's direwolf. We dire assume wolf. is alive, but yeah. we haven't well, seen. Well, didn't we see her in the last season? I think we saw her in, yeah, maybe, but like still, like we haven't seen, like she's not with Arya. She I thought could, she like showed up and Arya saw her in the in the woods, but then uh, Numeria went away. Either way, she went away. And well, so the we reason don't, I we don't know if we can't confirm that she's alive. The, the the reason I bring that up is because just like we can't I, confirm that Arya is alive. So, <laughs> like, like who knows what who knows what the fuck she is right now? Yeah, I know, right? So, so the the reason I bring it up is because so. There, like the the finding of the dire wolves was so heavy with symbolism that to me there has to be some meaning for which Stark children 
have their dire wolves still alive at this point. And so I think that, you know, uh, that that will be relevant in some way in the conclusion. I think conclusion. Ghost will probably save, like, Sam. Mm-hmm. Because John's going to be on one of those dragons. We know that. Yeah. I don't know how... I don't Honestly, like, it's going to be weird seeing... Like, because there's going to be this fucking other ice dragon coming out in this mm-hmm. battle on, on Sunday. Yeah. Like... Like, I don't know. There's so much. There's so much speculation. Who knows what's gonna happen? Uh, it's it's set up perfectly. They had the two perfect episodes to like fan service. Basically, like this whole last episode was just fan service. Because this is the last time they're gonna get to. Be we didn't able even to do talk that. about the name of the episode. We didn't talk about Brienne getting knighted. Oh yeah. So what's the but name of the episode? It was the Knight of the Seven Kingdoms. Oh yeah. And uh, I I will say that did make me really happy that Jamie Lannister knighted. Brienne of Tarth and made her a proper real knight. Yeah. And it also made me really happy to hear that essentially uh, a Brienne, who's one of my favorite characters, she is going to get a command position in the Winterfell army. She is going to be one of the top commanders yep. in the coming battle, which that makes me so happy because Brienne's so cool. And uh, it's, it's really happy. Like I said earlier... It's, it makes me really happy to see a lot of these, like, good, intelligent, not evil, selfish, greedy people be in positions of power now I mean, at this when, point when, in the series. Like, like, if we take it in terms of, like, a television aspect, like, when mm-hmm. has something like this happened? Like, I don't know. I can't think of anything. Like, yeah. maybe Lost, like, mm-hmm. where, like, it was a, uh, almost like a worldwide phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Like that's what Game of Thrones is, and I don't think Lost was worldwide. I think it was more of the U.S. based and not mm-hmm. as not as wide of a scheme. And I think a Breaking Bad ending like that was even less than mm-hmm. both of those. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is a unique yeah. a unique and, thing that's happening and, in our lives. Yeah, and like you Just know, like, even even like with a lot of the like cartoons I watched, like with like the Gravity Falls season finale, like that's something that like mostly like it's children that were really invested in and like a lot of adults didn't like care or pay attention at all and this is this is kind of like a thing where like yeah it's just it's, such a wide variety of people are interested in this no one doesn't know about game of thrones i know Some right people don't watch it but, but they know no one of doesn't it. know about it it's like harry potter in that regard yeah maybe this maybe that's a good comparison it's like harry the end of harry potter mm-hmm. but the thing is harry potter books all came out like game of thrones books have not come out no one knows how this ends yeah exactly it, which is just oh so cool so much tension similar very similar to i i and this isn't politics but I, we have to bring this up before we get into politics yeah similar to how the avengers are ending tomorrow i gosh i know i'm gonna there is no post so, scene i i'm really really hyped to see that movie which i'll be doing that on friday um Do you already have tickets yeah you son of a bitch why did you want to come yeah I'll see if I can uh, squeeze you in. Well, well, when are you going? Uh, Friday at three forty-five p.m. Okay. okay, I think I can probably try to get done with work by then. Okay, where, where, where are you going? To the Imagine Canton. Oh, I can probably, maybe, definitely go. Really? Okay, yeah. Uh, we'll with? discuss this more okay, yeah, afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, Anyways. but so, so, uh, really quick. 
a few other points I just want to rattle off about the episode okay. and just oh my gosh so cool so uh you know I thought it it was really cool uh just to see like you know Thoros doing his whole like paladin thing like the Lord of Light has seen fit to bring us all here no to one this cares point. about and, Thoros and, next point and so uh and everyone else was just like Thoros we don't care what you have to say beat it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's awesome and uh um, you know, that was kind of neat to see the hound actually sort of kind of in a roundabout sort of way, kind of like say that he cares about Arya. Like, you know, he doesn't mm-hmm. say it directly, but you know, he, he says that he says, you know, when the Arya is saying like, you know, you only have ever fought for yourself and he goes, well, I fought for you. Like, you know, I thought that was uh, a nice little bit of character Everyone's development. Everyone's expecting the mountain versus the hound. And oh, well, like, well like, in does that mean the, the first hound book, survives? In the first book, in Bran's first green dream, he sees... Uh, you didn't read the, the first book. Yes, I did. I said I didn't see the first oh, season yeah, of the show. Mind, sorry, sorry, so sorry. in Bran's first like proper green dream, he does see the, the hound about to fight the mountain. And so... So yeah, the hound survives. Yeah, so we know the hound will uh, survive until he can fight the mountain. Um, and uh, I have to say, I love in the book the description of the the mountain in that scene. It's like it's a giant warrior size of a mountain. Like, made, looks like he's his armor made of stone, and he has like tar like seeping out of all the joints in his armor and he like opens his like the visor on his helmet and there's just like it's just more viscous tar and sludge that just pours out from his like face plate and kind of symbolizing that the mountain has no redeeming qualities there's nothing nice or good about him underneath his exterior yo 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 i just thought of this theory Mm -hmm. what if the Night King sends the army of the dead to distract Winterfell and then heads south and takes over the bodies of like Cersei. Oh gosh, that'd the be the Golden epic. Company. Oh, oh my god. They get the ships, they can go to the airdans, they can kill everything, and then they have to fight things on all sides. Oh my gosh, that'd be epic. Oh god. That makes sense why Jamie would have to strangle Cersei because yeah. Cersei's a fucking white walker. And why the, the hound would have to oh, go fight happens? the mountain. I've never thought of that yeah. until just oh, now. We have then, to move no, on, Vince. Um, sorry, real quick. And then we can see Arya use her new dragonglass bow staff. And uh, um, yeah, like, you know, it was really good, like we said, to see like uh, um, Samuel Tarly give uh, um Lord Commander Mormont's sword to his formerly exiled son. A really powerful moment. Um, and see little Lady Mormont. She's so adorable. And I, I'm certain she's going to get killed in this battle. But she's so freaking cute. Uh, little kid in armor. And... Um, oh my God! There's so much drama. There, there, there is so, so much, much fun too, stuff in this episode, and you know, Dag Nabbit, I love this episode, and there are a ton of great character moments, like when, uh, um, uh, shoot, what's Tyrion Squire's name? Podrick. Podrick. When Podrick wants to go get wine, and Brienne is like, "No, don't get." Go get wine. We need your wits sharp. His glass. Yeah, like, uh, and then when uh, Pod starts singing the song, 
and you know when everyone's just like yo Tyrion, you have to, you have to go with the women and children you can't fight <laughs> you suck you because you're small uh, right. and like we, and Vince, so Vince, the, Vince. The, the actual last thing okay it's better say, be the last thing so i'm going to stop you trebuchets so many trebuchets oh they're so cool that's a terrible last thing yes no it's an awesome last thing because trebuchets we have are to, awesome before we get to probably we have to talk about endgame for at least at least a second well it's like Avengers, it's not out yet yeah it's out tomorrow neither is this episode this episode's out on sunday this episode's out <laughs> literally tomorrow people have already fucking seen it endgame the last ever not the last ever but like the last of the 22 movies of the avengers mm-hmm. is out tomorrow it's three hours long. It's as long as The Godfather. Mm-hmm. It's been the the early reviews are that it's heartbreaking and it's it's just epic. Mm-hmm. And I I I I am so excited for this movie to see how it ends. Like I like I feel like like just like Game of Thrones. Like I feel like I kind of know how it ends, mm-hmm. but I really really don't know how they get there. And it's like I have absolute like with Game of Thrones. I have absolutely no clue what's gonna happen i you know you know there's theaters all like there's theaters even here in michigan that are open for 72 hours straight showing the movie one hour every one oh, hour wow. isn't that wild that's insane like we could we could go at like literally uh like pick a time in the in the, in the middle of the night and there's there's gonna be a showing and there's going to, it's probably going to be packed. Like they, they, they're projecting that this could be the first movie to have a one billion dollar opening weekend. What? Because like that's how big this is. That's what that's what Marvel and Disney like together have been doing is making oh, this gosh, empire. Yeah. Like this, this is this is where it all this comes is this down generation's to. Star Wars. This is this generation's Return of the Jedi. Yeah, but right it's, here. it's bigger than that because it's it's not just a single movie. It's 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 not just the culmination it's of not just nine a movies. ton of movies. Yeah, it's, this is just like what uh, they they they've uh, made, and like everything is coming to this. Like this is Tony Stark, or is in Robert uh, Downey Jr.'s yeah. last movie. Yeah, Chris in Evans the Marvel last universe. Movie. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know about Thor and um, the Hulk and yeah. But but still, two freaking movie icons at this point. It's ending. It's, dude, this is the this, end game. This is an epic spring. This is an epic spring. This is an epic year, man. We get the yeah. end of Game of Thrones. We get the end of the Avengers. We get the end of Star Wars. Like yeah. every- we got we got the end of Star versus the Forces of Evil. Also, I don't know what that is, but yeah, sure. <laughs> We got the epic conclusion to the fifth season of The Magicians, which I know no one but me watches, but I still <laughs> want everyone to watch. Uh, someday. That made me cry, so please watch that show, guys. It already has been renewed, so you're okay, but I'll be really sad if it stops. But, uh, all right, Vince, we have, to move on. we have to move on to politics. I think that was sad. We, we did... The entertainment yeah, section justice. justice there. I've already pretty much already finished this beer talking about this. But. I know. Me too. <laughs> it, it was worth it. It was worth it for something of this importance. Yes. Let's talk about something of even greater importance and even greater sadness. Yes. Sri Lanka. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So, oh, boy. So, for those of you not in the know. Probably the biggest, the biggest terrorist attack since 9-11, right? Yeah. Um... I don't 
know that for certain, but yes, this massive, super coordinated, super well-planned terrorist attack in Sri Lanka happened on Easter Sunday, where uh, basically everyone was doing their thing, uh, people were going to church, and these uh, douche lords uh, came and uh, they went into the church, a bunch of churches and set off bombs while Taliban easter mass did the taliban take credit for it someone did i think pretty sure it was the taliban well see that's the thing or one of the things about this incident, retaliation this, this, ter- this terrorist attack is that there is a lot we still don't know about it like you know um Every time I listen to a story about it in the news or read a story, a news story about this incident, like stuff is different. Like uh, there's a, still a lot we don't know about it. Um, yes, yeah, so maybe the Taliban is maybe doing it, was, it. Maybe it was um, Islamic. I think it actually might have been Islamic. ISIS. State. Sorry for saying Taliban. ISIS. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like it very well might have been. Uh, but we don't know that they for took credit, certain. Someone yeah. took credit for and, it. And it was, so what's worth remembering with stuff like this is isis even though i personally think that is who is behind it there's a there's a possibility they're saying they're behind it just to make themselves seem more powerful even if they didn't actually even if they're not actually behind it so we don't know yet i do believe regardless of who did it it was it was a retaliation of the shootings in new zealand like at the churches in, at the uh, mm-hmm. Muslim churches in New Zealand, with, with the mosques in New Zealand, which is so dumb because uh, you know the 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 loser who did shoot up those mosques in New Zealand um, was not like he was not officially sanctioned by any Western country or religion, and he they he's been universally condemned. And the country of New Zealand has responded, you know, I think in a very professional and efficient manner, introducing new, really strict gun control laws. Uh, um, you know, uh, the 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 for them to think that just Christians in general in a completely different country because newsflash Sri Lanka and New Zealand are not the same country is just so imbecilic like level dumb me I don't want to I don't want to like condone any of the violence but like yeah but like I mean I don't know this is like a a spreading worldwide phenomenon of Mm -hmm. this fucking white supremacy like not even like fascism and like like our our race is better than you, and we're gonna kill you if you don't have our yeah. same ideals. Type yeah, of that's, bullshit that's, uh, that's going happening on happening in a lot of different countries now. Yeah, yeah. no, and, and, and like, <laughs> I don't understand why Sri Lanka was the one that attacked. Like, I Sri Lanka has a really soft spot spot in my heart because <laughs> for a stupid reason. But in seventh grade, we all had to pick a country out of a hat mm-hmm. and uh, do a project on them and like present it to like all the families that came in to school mm-hmm. and I got Sri Lanka. So I what? know a little bit about Sri Lanka, mm-hmm. the Island nation off the coast of India. I had to make food that was from their country. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know. It's someplace I've always wanted to go and always do. And I still do want to go to eventually. Yeah. Um, 
so my favorite uh, country <laughs> so so i'm sorry to say i i really don't know a lot about excuse me uh, i really don't know a lot about uh sri lanka um but you know from what i've from what little bit i've gotten trying to look this up which i haven't even been able to do that much of mm-hmm. you know it's it's a, it's it's a country with many different cultures many unique cultures to it many religions there's yeah. a um it's an island you know, there, nation, there's, so everything's going to be like kind of like it's know, a little super different, different than the rest of the yeah. world. Yeah. There there's there are there are different branches of Catholicism. Mm-hmm. There's different there there are Muslims there. There the majority religion is Buddhism. Like there there's a lot it's of a melting pot. Yeah, it it is. There's a lot of different people, a lot of different cultures, a lot of different religions. And um from what I've heard, it's you know Sri Lanka, it's had a very turbulent past. But in the last like decade, maybe longer, it it has been a pretty peaceful nation, and you know a lot of people there in Sri Lanka and then Sri Lankan Americans, they want their they don't want their country to be remembered for its tragedies because yeah. they they really have worked hard to put their turbulent past behind them and up until easter sunday 2019 they were successful at doing that yeah now they're gonna be remembered for this forever and it's fucking Mm. terrible Mm -hmm. and it's i don't know why that was the choice of uh the islamic state or the taliban well whichever brain dead idiot like thought this was a good idea i am sure they did it because not because they felt that Sri Lanka was responsible for attacks on who have Muslims, whatever it was, mm, yeah. but because they thought Sri they Lanka was a, was they, they thought Sri Lanka was an easy target. And yeah, because, because they're because they're cowards, they're weak cowards, and they thought you well, know I mean, this will be easy. That, but... Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, if you. If you carry out a terrorist attack against, like, you know, unarmed civilians like that, you know, you're a coward. So you're 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 referring to uh, the terrorists, not the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I I am calling the terrorists cowards, Got not you. the country of Sri Lanka's cowards. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Um. Thank you for clarifying that. No, no, yeah. it's okay. B- because you know, if these it's there's nothing brave about if you're a trained killer going and killing people who have no experience or skills when it comes to deadly combat when they're especially when they're engaged in some other activity it's you're, you're a coward so do you think like maybe like i mean this is what what i can theorize from this is that mm-hmm. um they maybe they pick sri lanka like like I mean, like you said, they had trouble past, but notably peaceful of late, right? Mm-hmm. They just maybe pick that because no, they want they want you to know that nothing is safe. Like, well, like, I'm like why, sure. Why, why, in, why pick that country? Why not pick 
you know, like a country responsible for it, or like why don't pick the fucking well, United States, like one of the well, most racist countries in the goddamn world? To because Muslims. like United is States it it's is really there, or well, is... because it'd be harder for them to carry out a terrorist attack in the United States. I mean, how hard we're would, really, so really how hard so, would it be like, to? Oh, good. How hard would it be to like strap yourself with explosives and blow yourself up in a building? I don't think it, it'd be it that would hard. be really hard for people to come into the country with uh, bombs and stuff. And it yeah. would, I think it but would like, be. But you could come here and get them. Like, I know you can get explosive materials here. Like, yeah. you can. But like, I feel like because we've dealt with so many prominent terrorist incidents, like, uh, our security services are better at dealing with that sort of thing than yeah. probably a, a small country that doesn't have a lot of experience dealing with that sort of thing. And so I'm sure they would have had a much harder time executing that plan here. And they knew it. They knew yeah. that if they tried to pull that garbage Maybe they in knew here, they here or it's in gonna, Canada. It's going to incite or, a war over or, there. Like, <laughs> Sri Lanka's not going to do anything because they can't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Vince, we, um, I'm sorry to cut you off, yeah, but we're, we are running out of time. Yeah. I do want to get to Elizabeth Warren's plan for college mm-hmm. um, uh, tuition Kay. before we run out of time. We got like about like one minute left. Um, but yeah, uh, Elizabeth yeah. Warren rolled out a new plan mm-hmm. to uh, forgive student debt, and make mm-hmm. college uh, two and four years free, yeah. paying for that by taxing the super or ultra rich people making over fifty million dollars a year. Two percent rate sounds fucking amazing, and I don't so, know why. Why my question is why isn't she getting more publicity? Um, I think because we had a terrorist attack in. Oh, is that already done? It's done. Oh wow, too I much. Too much Avengers. Too eh, much. Yeah, worth it. So basically, we had a terrorist attack in Sri Lanka, a terrorist attack in Northern Ireland, and a fire at the Church of Notre Dame. And that's why I think it didn't get a lot of attention. I agree wholeheartedly, and I think making college accessible is necessary if we're going to continue to be a first world country. You down with the Warren train? Uh, so far, yes. Yeah, I'm. As super, of right now, yes. We'll see if that plays out in the long run. But also, trebuchets on the walls of Minas Tirith is awesome. <laughs> trebuchets on the wall of, of Winterfell will be awesome. Vince, anywhere we can find you or follow you, anything you want to promote? Um, uh, Gamezilla Media, they do a, a podcast called Noiseland Arcade, where they re- do retrospectives and reviews on each episode of The Simpsons, starting from episode one. One of my favorite podcasts on right now. All right, cool. Everyone, this has been the Split Six Podcast. This podcast where you split six pack and talk about three different topics over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Wigella. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Wigella. Follow us on Facebook at Split Six Media. Remember, it's more important to listen to somebody else than it is for them to listen to you. And thank you for splitting six with us. We'll be back next week. We're getting ever, ever closer to our 100th episode. Vince, you are invited to that. Hope oh, you cool. And I look forward to hopefully seeing Endgame with you this Friday. You're awesome, Nick. Endgame, baby. It's all over. (laughs) 